Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. This is a video game podcast where we talk about video game happenings and other stuff. And unhappenings. And uh, the unhappenings. So, Have you got a good example of, an, of a video game unhappening, Peter? Um, what about Time Splitters 4? That's a very that was going to good happen, unhappening. And then it unhappened, didn't it? Releasing tonight on uh, youtube.com forward slash team triple jump, Peter Austin presents 10 video game unhappenings that might have happened if they hadn't unhappened. Oh. Uh, it's a very catchy Rip. title. The only keyword in there is video game, mm-hmm. but because we've chosen to stylize it with a space in between, sometimes that can be difficult for SEO, I think. Difficult for SEO? I think so. I think it might read it. I don't know how comprehensive it is, but it might read it as video and game well i think it's i'd like to think that google is now intelligent enough to recognize the word video and game together as video game well that but remains you're also to be seen, you're it? also catching the word game whereas if it's, it's video true. game all one word if people are just googling best games mm-hmm. worst games ever yeah then you, worst video space game ever but if they put worst video game all one word mm-hmm. then you're not going to catch game in the title that's true and also we might catch that uh that ever elusive crowd of of current day fans and mm. followers who are always looking for happenings. Yeah, plenty of mentions of the word happening in there. Yeah, and uh, I think you know it's going to be our biggest list yet. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But f in the chat will. for all the unhappened video games. <laughs> all the all the unhappenings. Thankfully, there have been no unhappenings this last week. As far as I'm aware. We should do a new news segment. We do weird news, and then after that, we'll just talk about the latest what's, unhappening. What's unhappened? We've really... This is really going it's, a long, it's, a long way. It's this a one, real... It? This bit, isn't it? It's just it won't end. I suppose you could say we need to make it unhappen. We and do. I'm going yeah. to do that now. <clears throat> I'd like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. We exclusively source our questions for the podcast from them. Mm. They're fine, morally upstanding people, and those of you who don't support us on Patreon are also people uh first up it's jessica james two first names jessica james two first names it rhymes it rhymes it does with the yeah okay did you read the recent article on anthem and bioware i found it interesting that the working environment of game developers can sometimes be similar to other jobs for large companies that are not perceived to be as exciting 
Are you aware of this article, Peter? Can you explain I am. what this be? I mean, in answer to the first part of the question, did you read the recent article on Anthem Bioware? I didn't actually read it all because mm. it's super proper big long. It's a real long boy. Um, it's, uh, but it's, link, it's a girthy, girthy article. The bit that I did read was very interesting. And I've also heard other stuff recently over the, over the past couple of weeks that I imagine probably made it into that article. So, I've, mm. yeah, I've, I have a good idea of what this was about. Yeah. Um, basically, just the absolute shoot show that was... Uh, anthem. That's what the article is about. Yeah. Uh, or not. Not so much. Not. Not. I mean, as much about the game itself as the the development phase and like the chaos that was going on behind closed doors. Literally, you know, days before announcing it, they're changing all kinds of the branding, name. the name, <laughs> and in-game stuff as well. You yeah. know, like we'll get onto a lot of it in a minute, I'm sure. But like, for example, the thing that I thought was really interesting is that flight was like removed and then re-added within, I think about two weeks before it was announced at E3. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how how has that happened? That's like one of the key yeah. kind of, oh look, you're in an Iron Man suit and you're flying around this jungle. Two weeks prior, they weren't flying in that game. No. How did that happen? No, it, at several points, it sounds like it very nearly unhappened yeah um, anthem that is uh, so this is an article from kotaku our favorites mm. our favorite boys over at kotaku boys, yeah. uh, written by jason schreier who has sort of a history of writing these really in-depth expose sort of pieces mm. and he's uh, interviewed a number of anonymous sources who worked on anthem uh, over the over the long long development cycle yeah. of it trying to get all the all the interesting information we'll link it of course uh, in the description of the podcast both on YouTube and the audio version if you want to go and read it it's very long but it's really interesting mm -hmm. um and what Jessica's referring to in that sometimes it can it seems that game development you you would imagine it to be not necessarily glamorous but exciting and and an interesting yeah. dynamic place to work but the same sorts of, of issues that you have working at Waterstones will happen in a big game company mm. where people fall out and uh, there's there's no real leadership. People get sad and don't really want to be there anymore. Yeah. And it just sounds like uh, sort of trying trying to remember the full thing because obviously it's, it's a very long article. a lot article. to remember in your small head. It's such a small head as well. Um Basically, they wanted, when they first set out, they wanted to create something that would be remembered forever. They mm. wanted this really unique, because it was going to be called Beyond yeah. initially, right up until, I think it was two weeks before they un announced it at E3 that year that, it, that they announced it, mm -hmm. uh, where, th where it was just changed to Anthem for some reason. Yeah. And, you know, they had all these in-game assets, and it was like, oh, God, okay, what are we doing? Um, people at... at at the office were literally saying, why is it called Anthem? I don't really understand the Doesn't relevance make any of sense that word. at yeah. all, which of course is what we all echoed as well when we heard the name. Mm. Um, but it sounds like what they wanted to do initially was create this incredible open world survival game mm -hmm. where you would, and I'm just using examples from my own head right now rather right. than pulling directly from the article, but it sounds like a bit like Monster Hunter in that you would have a hub mm. where all of you would meet together and gather your gear and stuff, and you and a group of friends would basically go out on expedition-style missions into really hostile alien environments, yeah. have to achieve whatever objective you had to get, be that just survive for as long as possible and try and, try and get as much stuff as possible, and then make your way back successfully without dying yeah. or, you know, just go and shoot stuff. Kill but a thing. it sounded like that, just that initial pitch sounds really good to me. Like yeah. I would be really interested in that game, 
But as people started to fall away, as writers left, as uh, creative directors left, and as EA sort of stepped in because there was, you know, it didn't appear to really be going anywhere. Mm. It was just all over the place. As you said, they took out flying, they put flying back in, but every time they put flying back in, they had to completely redesign the world. Because if you can fly everywhere, then, you know, no one's going to stop to smell the roses. So there's no point in intricately designing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's mad. You know, they, they they did, they changed the name two weeks before before they announced it. They were just generally um, terrified it was going to be another Mass Effect Andromeda, weren't they? Just yeah. all the all the chaos and all the changes and all the the hype, I guess, like, you know, or or certainly the intention mm-hmm. from a developer and publisher point of view that like when we finally announce this, we want people to go, "Oh my god," and we want them to then be waiting with bated breath to to get their hands on it, and then we want them to get their hands on it and be like, "This is amazing." Yeah. And that's kind of what Andromeda was supposed to be as well, uh-huh. I think. Well, that's what they did with the faces, right? They wanted yeah. them to be unmeme worthy, right? Something like that. Yeah, um, they were they were concerned that uh, the 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 anthem faces could just be another another meme fest. <laughs> yeah, um, which I don't know if they have been necessarily. I think they might have no, no, achieved something there. It it looks gorgeous in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, but as a result, because they were scrapping and redoing things over and over again they had about four or five different lead writers across the you know the various points of the game's development and and redevelopment and unhappening and happening mm. that there are people have have remarked who've played the games like this this person this this fully motion captured person just referred to something that did not happen right and in the article, it says, you know, this this is literally what the case is. You know, it's so expensive for motion capture and we were running so short on time and, and EA was saying, you need to have it out by this date. And I don't necessarily want EA or, or you know, EA is always going to be the bad guy in any well, situation yeah. they're mentioned. Yeah. But I, I think here it's literally just a case of loads of factors coming together. Mm. But they were told, this is your deadline. And they'd already pushed it a couple of times. And motion capture was so expensive and they wanted to get the motion capture right as you said so so it couldn't be memed mm. like uh, mass effect andromeda that as the game kept changing and bits kept being scrapped they literally were unable to redo bits of dialogue yeah, so they they be relevant to the new bits exactly yeah. there's motion capture and performance in there that is totally irrelevant and refers to bits of the game that were just completely cut out but i imagine they were told all. like no just We've we've done that capture now. Just leave it in. Yeah, like, you know, it was yeah. expensive. You may as well use it. So EA's, uh, I think, former chief chief boy Patrick Soderlund, I believe his name was. Mm-hmm. I think that's who it was mentioned in the article. Uh, came by and saw how Anthem was going a few years ago, and he was not happy. Oh dear! And he said, "You got two weeks to build me something." And they built this this basically they built the demo they showed off at E3 okay. in two weeks. And then he was like, that, "This is exactly, this is exactly what I want." Yeah. And then they were like, "Oh God, okay, so now we've got to build a game from this tech demo." Yeah. And we've, we've nothing we've done so far is really usable, and essentially they built the entire game in sort of the last sixteen months. It's insane. Of the game's development, it? mental. I, I, I think I uh, saw an article recently that's because you know. <laughs> They they may well have got away with things like the faces. You know, they didn't turn mm-hmm. out all all rubbery and meme Yeah. So visually, Mimi. like meme <laughs> Mimi. I did not share that meme Uh Yeah. Uh, they so so visually, it's mm. it's mostly a fairly competent game. But I think I saw an article recently. Citation needed. It, it, I'm 99 percent sure it was Anthem, but it may have been another game that said 
one of the starter weapons was one of the best in the entire game due to the way that the game like scales <laughs> right. kind of items and stuff so if you have if you're like a new player mm-hmm. with the like the one of the first weapons and you go out with like a high level guy yeah. because of how the game scales like the damage that you do so that you can play with anyone of any level mm-hmm. uh it makes that starter weapon super powerful really um and people were like oh this is just i can use this oh dear so that's all sad certainly with regards to the game development but also yeah like as it says in the question that you know it turns out game development is like just working for other large companies where people get sad and stuff and yeah that can have like some big knock-on effects it reminds me of when uh ken levine left irrational mm-hmm. um after bioshock infinite yeah and he is like quoted as saying i just I, I he says i saw a photo of myself before we started developing infinite and i just looked so much happier oh god and he says like oh, you know no. just the the process of like slogging through because that was another game that yeah, changed just so had, much. There are so many comparison videos of pre-release footage yeah. to the final thing. So it just reminds me of that, that like people people do get sad and, and no. it can have it can have serious effects. It's not all fun, literally fun and games no. when you're a game developer. Absolutely not. These guys were subjected, as so many are, you know, there were lots of reports about Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2 and people at Rockstar. Um, just doing and, crazy and, hours. Exactly, yeah. With this, in the article, it was talking about how people would... Basically, they would they would be signed off work with stress. Like right. So many of them would be signed off work with stress, and then that would leave holes in teams because these people might just not come back. Yeah. A lot of them just went off with stress and never came back because so it's just too much. There's like extra work for the people left. Extra work. They can't bring in, they can't tempt sort of senior, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the word now, people with a great deal of industry experience in relevant fields. They can't tempt them to come to work for for bioware because they know about what's going on with right. this game they're like yeah. uh yeah i'm not too sure and also they're in this city that gets really really cold in canada and so people <laughs> don't want to especially wanna live there yeah people who have worked in the industry for a long time don't feel like it's worth them uprooting to come all the way up there to work for them right um Ugh. and then they had to develop it all on this new engine as well mm-hmm. there's something this article goes into in great depth is the frost is it the frostbite engine which is now what fifa is on it was developed by uh dice for, for yeah, Battlefront battle. and Battlefield yeah, and all that which kind looks of stuff. Great. It's a beautiful engine, but by all accounts, it is so broken and hacked together that nobody really? nobody really knows how to use it. And there's a central support team uh, in EA that that the various studios can call for advice, but frequently because they were working on a you know an RPG essentially. Mm. They were lower down the totem pole compared to studios working on the likes of FIFA and things that were guaranteed to make a great deal of money. Mm -hmm. So they kept not getting the help they needed and it just added to all of the issues that they had. They were using this engine that they just couldn't... Basically, the the engine... If they were allowed to use what they had done previously um, on on previous titles, they'd be able to import things like... It just... It sounds ridiculous, but things like inventory systems and stuff Mm -hmm. just don't exist in the Frostbite engine. They have to create them from scratch right to for this game like they have to build everything they use from scratch mm-hmm. uh in this engine and it's uh it's mad it's, that's a it's shame. totally mad because i really like frost but it's one of the i think one of the saving graces of uh of the battlefront games yeah is that i think they look absolutely stunning they do and it's it's locations that you recognize so it's, it's sad to hear that frostbite is just an absolute nightmare to work with <laughs> I suppose once you've got one game done in it, yeah. it's not so bad to make the sequel. Well, uh, but yeah, definitely. With a game but... like this that had such a horrible development cycle, 
um, it's it's understandable that this probably didn't help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was frostbite. Just, that's certainly the one that EA use for that's what that's the dice one so yeah okay yeah. excellent right it's just giving me loads of pictures of feet and hands oh, with, with frostbite so that is not something to google without game engine on yeah. the end of it okay cautionary tale thank you uh jessica for that question thank you, jessica james and do go read that article if you are interested because it is fast it's a long read but it's fascinating mm. it really is interesting if yeah. you want to know how big AAA game development works sometimes it never goes smoothly mm-hmm. I, I said in in one of my lists uh, God of War, the new one, the new God of War from last yeah. year. Critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. But at one point, um, Shuhei Yoshida, the head of Worldwide Studios, I believe, mm. came to see it and he walked out without saying a oh, word. Oh, yeah, that's Hated right. it. He Hated sat down it. and played it and just got up and walked out. Yeah. Not a word. Imagine that. It's such a process to get that, to get a vision like that together. But mm. fortunately, that game had Corey Barlog at the, at the helm and he was able to guide it. To, to for want of a better term to completion yes and it was it was phenomenal and uh, we all enjoyed it much ecstasy and, mm. and the like but this had no creative driving force behind it with people leaving all over the place there was yeah. no one to shepherd it in mm. to the the to 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 sort to of the finish yeah, yeah to get what people wanted out of it but there we go well what a shame yeah Peter yes what's happening what's happening yeah well it's interesting that you use the word happening there is it? Uh, with an apostrophe on the end happening. what's happening what's happening because uh, the next segment is what we play in ah uh, with an apostrophe with an apostrophe yeah. welcome to what we play in now mm. i know this may seem like an alien concept to some of you so allow me to speak without condescension this is a section that is so groundbreaking so unbelievable that you may not understand it yeah it's where we talk about the games that we've played in the last week peter what games have you played in the last week <sighs> Uh, goodness me. In the last week, yeah. uh, yesterday at time of recording, I finished uh, my Beyond Good and Evil uh, oh, fantastic. Uh, stream. So that was fun. I don't want to, I've already talked about that before, but I did just want to say, uh, and check the, that out. The last VOD should be up now at the time of the release of this episode. Yeah, because it goes up on Wednesday, I think. So you can watch the whole playthrough on yeah. our channel. It was a lot of fun. And then at the end, we watched the, the two trailers for the next game all together. Now that people have a better understanding of the, the world and the narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, prior to that, yeah. on our joint stream, uh, I sat and played through most of Little Nightmares. Yes. Which is a game that I really, really love very much. I've been thinking a lot about that game yeah. since. I want to see the ending. Oh, yeah. You want to yeah. find out what? Oh, yeah. It's a very mysterious you wanna, game. You want to see it, do oh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right, then. Oh, well, well, maybe we then. will. Fine. Maybe we'll next time we do a joint stream or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we can squeeze both of them. Both of them. Both of them in. A, a way out. The finishing of a, yeah. a way out. We well, need exactly. To that that might be perfect, actually. Yeah. Because we've got little little ending bits of both to do. Yeah. Um, so, I I really love that game. I love the visual style. How I mean, we again, if you watch the stream, this is stuff we have already talked about. But uh, you know, the the world is built um, to kind of accentuate the idea that you're a you're a small child in a in a big purple big big purple's world, a big person's world. Yeah. Um, so you're you play as a character called Six, who's a six year old girl, mm-hmm. and so all the furniture around you is like giant towering kind of chests of drawers and huge yeah. bookshelves and things, which I, I have quite a vivid memory of uh, being in my grandma's house when I was very young. Yeah. And on top of the fridge, which was like a full-size, like one of those tall fridges, uh, had uh, a tin on top that normally had sweets in it. Oh, no. 
Um, I don't even know if it did at the time. I don't think it did. Or right. it wouldn't have been on top of the fridge. Um, it would have been on the side with sweets in. But yeah, I saw this tin. I was like, that's the sweet tin. Mm-hmm. And it was so far out of my reach. <laughs> I was like, okay, what I, what I can do is I can get a chair. Mm-hmm. I pushed it up to the fridge, stood on the chair. And it was still just at the edge of my fingertips. And I could just see it at the top of the fridge. And I pulled it out. What I didn't realize was there was a very precious dish on top. Oh, no. Which fell onto the hard tiled floor and smashed into a trillion pieces. Oh, a trillion of them. Man. A trillion pieces, and there were no sweets inside. Oh, there was only regret. Yeah, that's the real it little nightmare. It was full nightmare. of regretty. It just, yeah, exactly. Some some lovely regretty bolognese. Regretty spoiled your vase. Yeah. Um. So it it takes me back to moments like that, and uh, it's very it's very Burton esque. It reminds me of Tim Burton. Definitely a is. lot, and a uh, little bit actually genuinely spookums, isn't it? Yeah. Someone was watching it and just said, right. Too spooky for me. Yeah. Like unironically. Yeah. See ya. I'm, I'm going to have to go. Stop watching. <laughs> Sorry. Can't watch this anymore. It's genuinely unsettling, but I like to think with our uh, insightful commentary over the top, we mm. can all have a nice time and enjoy it. And the VOD for that uh, is now up yeah. online if you want to see us play through most of it, right? Because mm. it's yeah. not the longest game in the world. Two of three acts, basically. So yeah. we're, we're on to act three now. So we'll finish it off, hopefully, the Which next time we stream one of the spookiest. together. Although the, the combined stream from uh, this week that the podcast is releasing is actually... Mm. A Borderlands stream exciting, with Patrick Fenn, the lead producer of the remaster, mm. which is available now on personal computer, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah. And that's very exciting because I'm a huge Borderlands fan, mm-hmm. as we've discussed before, and I've been playing a lot of Borderlands. The VOD for the joint streams goes out on a Monday, right? So it does, but we 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 did it on. Oh, because it's a, yeah, we did right. it on we my it. usual day, yeah. So it should be already out. Mm. If you want to watch us, ask some questions about maybe ask some, try and get some sneaky Borderlands Three info out of it. Yeah, maybe find out some stuff about the again talking about the the interesting challenges mm. that are faced during game development. Find out what it's like to add. Uh, four-player co-op to a game that previously only supported two, or the fact they've added golden chests in from Borderlands 2. They're now retroactively in Borderlands 1. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. I want to know how that all works. It's fascinating. How do you up-res literally every single asset in a cel-shaded video game? actually kind of unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like, I crouched down um, because I was just, I was playing with a friend and I crouched down and was just sort of looking at a number pad that was just on, like a keypad that was on the side of a a door. Mm. And I looked at it, I was like, my God. Not only can I read the numbers, but yeah. underneath it says A, B, C, D, E, F. Oh, you know, right, like an yeah. actual, like it was all there and there was a little dial to the right of it that had numbers on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, bloody hell. This, this is, is a 10-year-old game, It's actually right? all here. Yeah. yeah, it is. I think 2009 maybe is when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it holds up fantastically. You know, yeah. I... I Borderlands 2 is one of my favorite games ever, but I loved Borderlands 1. Mm-hmm. It was really good, and it's so nice playing it again now. I love that I can import my old character yeah, that's good. Uh, with, with all of her ridiculously overpowered stuff. And I especially love sometimes when uh, there is cross-save functionality, when m- maybe it goes a little bit wonky and 50 trophies all pop at once <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Like I love that. That's great. I live Brilliant. for that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying that. And you can see both of us uh, playing through the first couple of hours of it uh, now on the YouTube channel. Yeah. If you'd like to check that out, um, I would ask you, Peter, mm. how you found it. But we're doing it this afternoon at the time. That's, of recording. That would be time travel. So, yeah, that would be actual time travel. But I think you're going to you're going to give Borderlands a go, right? I am. Give yeah. It a try. They've uh, very, very generously given us both a code. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no sponsorship going on there. Don't worry. No. We're, we're not. We're not forced uh, to say nice things about it. They just said, no do you want one? I said, yes, please. Uh, oh, we should probably do a quick, 
a quip scope about it, should oh, we? we should do a quip We should scope. do that. Maybe, a good idea. Maybe we'll do that. Um, God, maybe we'll do that literally after this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when are we going to find the time, right? I mean, we need... Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I'm away for a few days. But You are. Anyway. You are. We'll um, work it out. Look out for a, look out for a more in-depth video very yeah. soon. Uh, ben, yes, what too. you play in? Borderlands. Oh, okay. And that's all. Thank you for uh, joining us for that section. Mm. It's now time to move on to another question, Peter. Yes. This is from Katie Whiteleg. Also a patron. Also a patron. Thank you, Katie, for patron for patronizing us. What is your what is your guys' opinion on the Epic Store buying exclusivity and your opinion on gamers needing to use multiple launchers for PC games? Sorry to be cheeky and slip in two questions. Oh, naughty, oh. naughty, 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 naughty. Yeah. Um... I find it a bit weird when there's like exclusivity on on launches. Um, you know, it's it, it just adds an extra unnecessary step. I don't, in a sense, I don't think it's like a massive deal, um, but you don't you don't want like what's the what's the uh, EA one called? Um, uh, I should know because my girlfriend plays Sims on uh, my home PC and she has to like launch it through the the stupid EA one. I think it's um, called EA Wallet Taker. Yeah, EA, give us all your money and we'll give you a bad game. EA, un, un, welcome In to exchange. Unhappen Town. Welcome yeah. to the Star Wars Unhappen Town. I'll Google it, the e EA game launcher. But yeah, like it's just, why not? I don't. I mean, I can see why there's exclusivity in a sense because then you're able to sort of direct people to all your other games on the launcher, which is they do a lot of that. You know, mm -hmm. they say, oh, you're here to play Sims, are you? Have you considered playing Star Wars? Well, she gets a lot of Battlefront uh, ads, sort of, you know, banners yeah. on the sides when she's trying to launch something. Um, and, you know, that I can see why they would do that. But it's just Steam is great. You know, yeah. I love having Steam and everything is just on there. And when I realized, oh, wait, I can't, uh, you know, I can't play Beyond Good and Evil. I can't emulate Beyond Good and Evil for the streams. Mm -hmm. I'll just play it on Steam. That was great because I could just boot it up and, and install it. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, though. Yeah. And I'm sorry, this is a long answer. I've not given you a word edgeways. No, no, it's fine. Um, I have no insight. To take that game as an example, the Steam version of Beyond Good and Evil doesn't have controller support, so I had to use X-Padder, which basically takes controller inputs into the computer and turns them into mouse and keyboard inputs. Like, yeah, like a third-party app. To yeah, just sort of translates them, which makes it work for the most part, but sometimes, you know, trying to map a thumbstick to a mouse doesn't yeah. work the same way. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, apparently, the Uplay version of Beyond Good and Evil does have controller support. Uplay being Ubisoft's Absolutely. proprietary launch. Origin is the EA one. Oh, that's the boy. Thank you, me. Or girl. Or girl. Or girl. Yeah. So, I mean, that's even weirder. Like, why not just... If there's a PC build of the game, why is it not just the same across mm. all the launchers and all the, all the providers? You know, that's just a, a strange thing. But... Yeah. Yeah. What do I, you think? I think there are certainly parallels that can be drawn to uh, streaming services for TV shows. Mm -hmm. So... I think most people will have Netflix and a lot of people will have Amazon Prime just for the actual physical benefits of Amazon Prime. Yeah. I don't really rate their uh, no. their streaming service only because there's it's such a... I think as someone who's had Netflix for a very long time, it's such an absolute travesty that they will mix quite happily. They will, they will boast about how much stuff they have, mm. but they will gladly mix together 
free things and mm. things that you have to pay actual money for yeah. on top of your subscription Super especially cheeky. when they take it take licenses from netflix like they buy it out from under them yeah and then they start charging for it yeah on top of your subscription i i don't like that at all so i'm I'm not a huge fan of Amazon Prime in that regard, but I can appreciate that lots of people have Netflix and Amazon Prime. But now you've got the uh, you've got uh, Disney setting up their own streaming service, mm. and they've pulled and cancelled all of their um, series that are currently with Netflix. Yeah, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, all that Luke Cage, Clone all that Wars kind of stuff has gone. That was available in America only, but that's gone now from America. Right, and they're probably going to launch their own proprietary service, but. Mm. At least in the in the realm of of TV land, I think that's only going to drive piracy because the more you splinter off where you can get stuff, it's exactly the same with sports as well. If you're a fan of two or more sports, you need to have about three or four different subscription packages yeah. to various sports networks just to see it all legitimately. People will steal that stuff. Mm. With games on PC, obviously piracy is a huge issue. I am primarily and I, i'm almost well i'm exclusively a, mm. a console gamer boy and i always have been yeah because i see i i've always had crap pcs my entire life growing up and mm. i could never play any games on them and they were always just they always just seemed too temperamental to me and i yeah. know that there are ways to get around that kind of stuff but this specifically is it's just sort of proof that things can be better and i don't understand why they're doing this Epic Games in particular obviously have all of the money in the world mm. from Fortnite. Fortnite. And so they can afford to do things like get Metro Exodus, which came out earlier this year, and make it exclusive to their store. Yeah. They can afford to do that. People aren't happy about it, but if they really want to play the game, chances are they're going to they're gonna go and do it anyway. Well, they just don't like having to boot up loads of different launches exactly. to play their games. I mean, to take, to take the TV example, uh, it's April now. Um, there's going to be a massive, massive, massive spike in the people in the UK who have now TV while right. Game of Thrones is out. Yeah. And then there's going to be an enormous drop-off and now TV will desperately try and claw onto those people saying, yeah, we know Game of Thrones is officially finishing forever, but... But have you watched King Arthur have you from watched the BBC? Britannia? Yeah, it's really good. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> um, and it's that kind of thing. It's, it's the idea of, uh, you know, oh, I've got to get the Epic launcher now just so I can play... Uh, you know, Metro or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't want to have to clutter up, you know, just a, a new launcher for a new game. Just let me have the game. Yeah. It's just an extra step. It's an annoying extra step. It's kind of a, a first world problem, as as they say. But uh, at the same time, you know, just, just put it on. That's the one case where I'm, I'm in favor of massive monopolies, I think. <laughs> just let Steam own everything. Yeah. Another example, a prime example for me, Fallout 76 that we covered quite extensively yeah. in our Bethesda kicked my dog the Fallout 76 story you should go and watch that it's got like 17,000 views oh. no big deal um, and uh, they made the beta at least and I think the full game exclusive to their own Bethesda launcher mm. And that made things way worse when it all went inevitably wrong, especially with the beta when it wouldn't allow people to uninstall the uh, uninstall the game. Oh, uh, sorry, unhappen the game. Unhappen. It wouldn't let people unhappen the beta without them purchasing, without them first purchasing the full game or pre-ordering the full game, mm. which in and of itself is a, is a huge issue. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, for God's sake, you know that this wouldn't have happened on Steam. Yeah. You know it wouldn't have done. Because it's all done for you. There's there's inbuilt stuff there for in, uninstalling, unhappening stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to worry about that aspect of it. But. And Steam's not perfect. No, you know, of course for, not. By, you know, oh, companies yeah. like, uh, you know, new creators and things, their, their stuff gets shuffled in an avalanche of so-called asset flips where mm. 
mm. people just buy uh like the, the unity engine yeah. or the unreal engine and they just buy pre-made assets uh and then just spit them out as a game just to try and make a quick buck and there's they it just doesn't end there is everyday games just, that just use blood.png yeah with a watermark on the corner yeah. and stuff like it and people who make genuinely good games it all gets lost in there and it's not just the case of like oh it's just a bad game where they you know it's asset flipped it's like steam allow people to do hey this is this is the new rape simulator game anyone <sighs> want to play this this is this is real fun yeah uh hey who wants to play this like really racist game because it's well funny. dressed as a nazi yeah exactly that's yeah. great and it all just slips through it's not it's 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 almost their mentality that like people should be allowed to kind of make what they want that's kind of they, they we've got so defend. much money we don't care yeah. uh they occasionally then like take these things down and go yeah actually that's that's a bit that's a bit too offensive yeah. but they put stuff on there that's like really not very good mm. uh, there's a game coming out that's i got advertised on youtube the other day called the suicide game oh, where a man Christ. tries to kill himself in as many different ways as possible um yeah but steam you know we we feel like we should let anyone make anything because that's how the world should be so nothing's perfect there's no. there's no real perfect option here but purposefully splintering players mm. into several different launches it it's just an arms race because all it takes is one person to do it and and everyone be like well if they're doing it yeah. i'm gonna do it mm. like why would i not do it? i can exclusively advertise my games i can exclusively advertise uh star wars games to to someone playing the sims yeah you know like i can't do that on steam unless mm. i pay a lot of money and i can do it for free on mine yeah and um, you could even get other uh advertisers you could say like does anyone want to run ads on origin because uh you know if you want to like start selling mm. gaming mouses or whatever yeah we'll happily stick a banner out on that i don't know if anyone is doing it at, at the moment but that will happen surely absolutely it's going to get worse before it gets better and mm. it only ends in one of two ways as far as i can see it gets so bad that something awful happens and people are just like nope or piracy sees a huge spike yeah. and uh, and then they change their minds that way mm. uh so who's to say thank you katie for that question thank you, katie good question We've got time now, Peter. I hope you're... Oh, what are you wearing on your feet? He's wearing his weird shoes. I am. It, does that does that mean what I think it means? Ben, do you know what day it is today? What day it, is it? It's weird Tuesday. It's weird At time of recording. Tuesday, time of recording. It's weird. It's nearly Weirdens Day. Weirdens Day, Weirdens Day. Weirdens Day. It's weird news. It's weird. We're time for weird news. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Peter, I've got a weird news for you. Have you? Tell me about the weird thing that's happened in the video game atmosphere. Have you heard of a video game called Fortnite? Uh, I think so, yes. Not the spelling that you would expect. Don't know why that is. No, Fortnite. Fortnite. Night, 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 night. Variety reports on this story. Prince Harry... The Duke of Sussex is calling for the ban of popular battle royale game Fortnite, yes, according to the Daily Express, right? Which is a bad newspaper. Well, I saw this also talked about on the Beeb, anti-Beeb. So, unfortunately, Daily Express reported it first. I went through several different websites. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting. I wanted, honestly, I did my due diligence here. Mm. I looked around and I tr- I wanted desperately t- for someone else to have first Done reported it, first. it, but all the articles say according to the Daily Express. So here we are talking about the Daily Express. Yeah. Nothing to do with Diana though this game, so bear that in mind. Well, her son is uh, talking about it there. Oh my god, so. it's so much to do with Diana. <laughs> the prominent member of the British royal family visited a YMCA in West London and spoke to mental health experts about addictive games and social media, saying that the latter is more addictive than drugs or alcohol. This is social media he's talking to, not video games, thankfully. Well, yeah. Prince Harry specifically called out Epic Games' Fortnite, saying the game shouldn't be allowed. It's created to addict, he said. An addiction to keep you in front of a computer for as long as possible. It's so irresponsible. Now, I'm not being funny. Isn't the target audience of Fortnite, you know... Well, maybe it's not... Maybe they're going for young adults as well, but, like, certainly, when you think of Fortnite and the standard Fortnite player, I think of a child. Yes, I do. I don't think there's a lot of children at the YMCA in Hampstead or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, West London. West London, you know? that's. I mean, a YMCA is for people who are, I, I guess you'd call them either maybe teens or young adults yeah. or over, you know, people who have a As long as he time. went in there and said, hey, hey, guy, hey, hey guys, He's he, doing can't, his... he can't get his... Uh, what's that? What was that? that the, the hype one where, where you oh, do... Oh, the hype the, dance. Yeah, hype sorry. Dance. He can't get his words out because he's too busy just... Oh, he's just dabbing on these kids, man. He's just like, hey, fellow, hey, fellow kids, how you doing? Let's hey, talk kids. about Fortnite. Have you heard of, oh, uh, Wind in the Willows? But dab, <laughs> wind in the, there's a guy called Toad in it. Meanwhile, it's he's surrounded awesome. by like a bunch of 45-year-old, you know, homeless men <laughs> yes, and women. Just, who are, just going, they say, I don't, well said, well said. Lots don't of concerned play Fortnite. parents, no children. Although, honestly, if he was, uh, if Wind in the Willows was as popular as Fortnite, there'd be people campaigning against dangerous driving because Toad keeps crashing his car. He's a madman. So let's, let's, let's be real about this, okay? Uh, Prince Harry urges parents to take action and have their children interact more with the outside world, while also acknowledging that many parents don't know how to solve the dilemma. Parents have got their hands up. They don't know what to do about it, he said. It's like waiting for the damage to be done. So essentially, Prince Harry kind of wants Fortnite to go night-night, but... Uh, very good. To him, I would say... You were born in the 90s, man. 
I thought you would get it. I thought you were cool. I thought you were cool, Harry. I I know what. what so, I sorry, thought you were the that... cool one. Well, yeah, I know. Me too. The cool ginger one. The cool ginger one. Did the you... one who wore a Nazi uniform to a birthday well, party. I you thought know. you were the cool one, yeah. Harry. <laughs> um, did he? Was that towards the end? Parents, uh, you know, they don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Why not just say, "That's enough." No, I literally can pull from actual experience here because my parents have gone through this exact same thing with my younger brother mm -hmm. who is of uh sixth form age currently right but has been has stopped now but has been playing Fortnite for a couple of years okay and he would not do his homework he would not revise yeah. for exams because he was playing Fortnite. well news flash in 2006 and 2007, I wasn't revising for stuff. No, I was playing I was, Oblivion. I was playing on my PlayStation 3, and I had to have that thing taken away from me so I would stop. <laughs> there are solutions to this. And I know I didn't have a smartphone then, and I could just carry on playing Fortnite on my phone, but... You know, th the solutions to that as well. Like, I've turn seen... off Wi Fi. I don't exactly. know. There's stuff you can do. I've seen photos online where uh, people have like taken a picture of the piece of paper that their mum leaves on the kitchen table for when they get in from <laughs> school before she's back from do work. Do the dishwasher. And it says, yeah. Take the dog for a walk. Do these three things, and then I'll send you the today's Wi Fi password. So they just change oh, the Wi Fi. That's clever. Or... Most routers have those settings now as well. They're very yeah. easy to set up. So uh, there's, there's so many. Because I know kids then have data on their phone. But then you just there's the parental control. Like, Presumably, you're in charge of how much data they have. Exactly, right? you're in charge of like how much data is on the contract to begin with, and then you're also probably able to say if they run out of data, they can't just keep like using data. Mm -hmm. Like, don't don't allow them to buy more data for like six pound fifty for two hundred and fifty megabytes. Yeah, which is how much it cost me, which is very expensive. It's so expensive. When my Wi-Fi was down, I spent so much. When my Wi-Fi, <laughs> that's a Borat joke in 2019. Very good. I spent a lot of money on on data just. You know, because I had to I had to keep watching porn. You know, it's you just to keep, it's so keep on that Fortnite. So difficult yeah. not to not to have porn. Prince Harry was knocking on the door saying, "Stop watching porn." Hey, have you considered going outside? Go come to what? the YMCA. <laughs> not if I don't want to get arrested, <laughs> Harry. Yeah, you scoundrel. Yeah, there's people dressed as Nazis out there. It's yeah, in fact, there's stuff. one looking at me right now through the through the peephole, peep, little tiny peep, the tiny, tiny peephole. Peep Peter, what have you got for me? I've got a really weird thing. What what done happened? It's not that weird actually. Um, okay, but um. You know the game The Last of Us 2? Oh, yes. That people are very much uh, looking forward to uh -huh. with a number two on it. Looking forward to. And uh, then you have to dab as well. Contractually, yeah. you have to dab. So that's done by uh, a company called Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. I think it's Germanic, isn't it? Naughty? Naughty Dog. Yeah. Um, and it's been, a, it's been a long old time since we've heard anything from them or seen anything from them. Mm -hmm. In fact, the last thing we heard or saw was that... Um, it was E3, wasn't it? Or it was the PS4 press conference, yeah, uh, where they did the that that trailer where Ellie was with that girl at that dance. Yeah, and they did a little kiss, they did and, a little and, smooch. and all the homophobes got really upset because yeah. she's in love with a woman, and that's beautiful. That's no, no, that's not. No, they weren't upset because it's beautiful. They were upset because it's a sin and it's disgusting. Oh, it's oh sorry, my mistake. I forgot. Happen. Jesus doesn't like it. Jesus is is unhappy. Um, it threatens them. It does. Physically, yeah. it physically threatens them that women would find each other attractive. And men as well. Well, exactly. Because if women find each other attractive, then they're not going to find little horrible white soy boys attractive anymore. Yeah, the tiny little worm, the, the angry worm men. The little, it's like <laughs> the a small army of angry worm men. Jabba the Hutt, but like a tiny one. Yeah. It's fat, but small. That's yeah. what they are. It's really, it's like a little grub worm. Yeah. 
uh, you sort of fish with it. Jabba the you? grub, yeah. Yeah, Jabba the grub. It's a, which, it looks like everyone's put their bogeys in a condom is what, is what it is. Dara. Dara. Uh, anyway, The Last of Us Part 2. Being gay is wonderful. This is, it's it is. what we're trying to say. Yeah, we're, <laughs> if that's not, we've not made that clear. Anyone who's against people being gay, go away. Go back to Star Wars. Yeah. GameSpot. Or G-Spot for short. <laughs> <laughs> Can we call it? Can we please call it G-Spot? Yeah. No. Never noticed that until I just read it. www.gspot.com. They report that it's been quite a while since Sony has shared any details on The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. With Sony not coming to E3 this year, some fans are wondering when they may hear more about the long-awaited PS4 game. Mm. It's still unknown when more details or more footage may be released. However, yeah. this week, Naughty Dog community manager Arna Mayer okay. has said on Twitter... That he appreciates enthusiasm from, enthusiasm from fans. Um, and all they'll say for now is that they will share more details when the studio is ready. But that's at least the latest that we've we've heard from them. So okay. we've had radio silence. And then yeah. we've had, we'll, we'll tell you more when we're ready. Which, you know, there's, there's not a specific date on that. Okay. But the the weird part. Yeah, I'm waiting for the weird turn. What's going to happen? Is the, the way in which this came out. Okay. So Arna Mayer was responding on Twitter to... An Onion article, okay, from the satirical website The Onion, yes, uh, who had posted something saying that The Last of Us was launching in 2019. Okay, okay, and the the point was that they were um, getting sort of the man on the streets opinion on uh, the fact that there's now a 2019 launch date. Okay. So there's three quotes. I'll read those. So to these you. are from the Onion article. Yeah, these are from the, so the real fake news article. It's not confirmed that it's out in 2019. Mm-hmm. This that's you know the the best I could do for weird news without. I knew you were doing the Prince Harry one. So right. <laughs> um, if this means more of the emotionally complex storytelling of whichever zombie survival series this was this was again, count me in, says Harry Wall. Okay. Good quote there from the Onion. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not interested in video games that don't feature Cooperlings says Sherry Tate, who's a lint remover. Oh, a lint remover. Okay. And uh, Patrick Bowler, who's a sleep expert, (laughs) says, but I want it now. Work your employees harder. (laughs) That sounds about right. Classic, classic Onion parody satire there. Oh, boy. Loving it. And and they actually responded to that. That's all it is. It's just, it says, The Last of Us 2 to be released in 2019. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And then those three things. There's three quotes. Wow. Um, and for some reason, that was enough to get an official response <laughs> without an actual date on it, admittedly, or any any new details. But yeah. certainly, Mr. Mayer was like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We'll say something soon when we're ready. Mm. Um, and that's the first we've heard since since we saw the previous trailer from an oh. official source. So it's just that's weird. That's amazing. So the Onion baited them into actually giving us, yeah. <laughs> giving us some sort of Can the Onion detail? do that more often? Just yeah. to put a fake release date on something and say, what do you think? Big then... stupid man baby Trump to step down at the end of the year. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I will not step down. That's not how he talks. No, that was a bit sort of the room, wasn't it? Yeah. I did not. I did not. I will not, I will not <laughs> step down. Question uh, three. Whatever. Yeah, Here sorry. Comes. Come on then. This is from Matthew Knights. Yeah. Matthew Knights, who I believe we've referred to in previous podcasts as Matthew Knight, singular. Oh. Uh, clearly he's expanded his, his, his IKEA table More, is maybe now the, a larger, rounder table. Maybe two of them submitted this question. Matthew's Knights. Matthew Knights. Anyway, he says, uh, what's a really popular game that you've personally never liked? Mm. Um, well, mm, 
I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say. Right. I think the clarification needed here is that I don't think these games are bad. Yeah. I just didn't like them. Okay. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh. oh. I couldn't do it. I couldn't play it. I played it for about four hours. It's there was just so much. Yeah. There's too much going on. It was a cowboy simulator. I wanted done... a cowboy game. It's just too. It was too in depth. I couldn't. At that point in my gaming life, at that specific moment in my real life, I couldn't do it. You have to remember to have a bath and like it change your clothes. So much. There's so much to it, and it introduces it with these tiny, tiny little text prompts that you can miss, and then they're gone forever. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. Why can't I run when I'm in my camp? I'm so, it's so slow. I want to go talk to that person, but they've not got anything to say, and now I've got to spend five minutes slowly trudging back across the camp again. And ah, everyone can see when I'm doing crimes. I want to do crimes. <laughs> it was a bit of a it was a bit of a marathon rather than an exciting sprint, wasn't it? It was just a, a long... They should have done fewer 33-hour days, I think. If they <laughs> actually put less time yeah, into less it... Yeah, less crunch, guys. It would have been... Fewer features. More fun. You know, I'm kind of with you there. And even to an extent, Red Dead 1, or what was it? it wasn't 1, I, was it? Red Dead Redemption Red 1. Dead Redemption. I yeah. also sort of timed out on that. I think It's a problem I have with Rockstar games in general. Yeah, I've too. heard so many incredible things about Red Dead 1 and also Red Dead 2 that it just... It's the story's unbelievable various moments mm. and i i don't want to watch a playthrough but i still you know I, I can appreciate that it's an incredible game but it just did not click with me i think it's just the rock star style of of game development i gta 4 i think is a fantastic game and i played so much of it especially the online mm. with friends but i could not finish the single player i just never all those finished grays and it greens you know maybe it's too real but same with gta 5 like it was a real slog for me to finish that game yeah because it just reaches a point where i'm like oh okay right get a taxi to the next mission for, skip the traveling there it's just there's so much there's it's such a they make such brilliant vibrant living breathing open worlds that making you run across yeah the extent of it every time you want to progress the story is too much for me. Sometimes. It's almost less less of an escapism to it because they make it too realistic. So realistic, like, I, I don't want to have to, to clean it. my horse, please. I don't, don't let me do it. I don't know if that's an option to clean your horse. I imagine it probably think, is. I've read a lot about it online. I think there's something to do with polishing the horse's balls. Right. Okay. Uh, sure. You've got to make sure they're shiny. So Why do the, I believe that? Because they shrink and they grow yeah. when it's cold and warm. So you've got to make sure those those look as good as possible. What about you? Is there a specific example for you? A game that you thought, everyone likes this game. Why can't I enjoy it? Is there something wrong with me? Why am I playing Fallout 76? Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is kind of... I think it is actually a bit of a you love it or you hate it game. It's not sort of massively popular. But um, beyond Assassin's Creed 1, there are very few... There's only one other one other game in the series that I've really enjoyed, and that was only okay. for the era that it was set in. Right. So I didn't like Assassin's Creed Two. Did you not? I loved Assassin's Creed Two. Um, I didn't really like. Yeah, like even Assassin's Creed One. Like I think the reason I liked that at the time is because that was quite groundbreaking in terms of the right. the free running and the, mm-hmm. the 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 stealth and the actual assassinations and stuff. That seemed a lot like a lot of fun, and there was a lot of fun uh, collective collectings to do. Yeah, uh, happenings, um, but. <laughs> It felt like more of the same in two and has continued to do so for me that like I've just never really wanted to stick with any of them. The only other one that I played was Assassin's Creed Syndicate because I quite like my sort of gothic. All right, love. Yeah. How's it going? I like my gothic Victorian stuff. I know you just want to play as the lady one because she's way more interesting. Hello. But it's me. It's Jack the Lad. I've got a stick. I think I just said Victorian. But, uh, Victorian. Victorian. Ad Victorian. Ad Victorian, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so there was that. I guess the only other thing, I, I know this is a game that is very much uh, a favorite of everyone's, yeah. is I missed Final Fantasy VII at the time. Uh-huh. And I think that without the nostalgia, maybe not, but I think without the nostalgia, it's not really a pleasant experience to pick That's... up when you're like... You know, that's fair. I played it through again with the nostalgia, admittedly, because yeah. it's it is my favorite ever game. I know the game that that made me like games mm. like properly, rather than oh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. I'm re I can't play it, but you can play a Spider Man with a cheat code, and it's got the music that goes and it's fun. I like it, but I can't play it. Final Fantasy Seven changed my life mm-hmm. but i i i get where you're coming from yeah there i Just i had the, the same hands and the <laughs> hey there's stuff that they will not be able to do in this remake that was only possible because of the paddle hands. Yeah. So just you wait and see. Okay. Wait, you wait and see, buddy. I had a similar thing with MGS1. Yeah. Where I tried, I missed it initially and tried several times to get into it. I remember going to see uh, my cousin, uh, not the one I've mentioned on the podcast before who threw a rock at me and right. who used to live quite nearby, uh, but cousins that lived further away. And uh, they, had a, they had a PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. and they had... Uh, Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain, Ooh. which was incredible to me because these were my cousins that watched wrestling and uh, wrestling was an alien but fascinating thing to me at that yeah. point. Um, and, and they also had MGS2. Mm-hmm. And I used to love watching them play MGS2 because it was like a film. Yeah. And it's just like, this is, um, I can't, I don't know what to do. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But I never played those games and I forced myself, uh, I tried a couple of times actually on PS3. Oh, yeah when they released it as a PS1 classic download. Mm. I tried it a couple of times on PSP, although obviously it presents some slight issues when you're told to call Merrill with the code that's on the back of the box right. when there's no physical box if it's a digital version. Yeah. So I had to, I ran into some issues. There's also some some issues where in the Psychomantis fight where you have to change your controller input. Yeah, how does that work? And uh, you have to like press the the little PlayStation button on the PSP and go to controller settings. Like and 1B or just, whatever. Yeah, just fiddle around with settings and it's it's a bit clunky and doesn't really work. Mm. So I sort of gave up then. But then one summer, I really forced... It was actually after playing Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, I think. Right. And I was like, oh my God, this is really good. Mm. And I like this. I want to be excited for MGS5. Yeah. I want to I want to play that when that comes out. I want to ride this wave of hype with everyone else. And I forced myself to play through 1, 2 and 3 wow, okay. on the uh the HD collection for 2 and 3 and uh 1 I think I just played the PlayStation Classic again. Yeah. But I'm so glad I did. Oh, Those yeah. games are unbelievable. MGS3 is is phenomenal. And I never re- I never got around to starting MGS4 just because it's such a long game. Yeah. Um but you might surprise yourself if you if you I know I, mean, I know you have finite gaming time anyway and you've got mm. a big backlog but you you may a backlog but you but you may that's Victorian the, the ad Victorian backlog yeah but you may find that actually these older games hold a great deal of uh, power well so I'm the other way around in that I did play MGS one I don't think I ever completed it because I was quite young at the time yeah but I I played a lot of it and I really enjoyed the VR there's a lot of like VR um, kind of side mission-y challenge things. Challenge is the word I'm looking for. Uh, and I thought they were really fun. And like the stealth at the time, I don't think I'd ever really played another stealth game where you have to watch guard patrol patterns and go, okay, while he's up there, I can run there, but there's a camera there. Yeah. And, you know, like watching how things sync up. Really enjoyed that whole aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, few, the the games after that, I didn't play. Um, okay. Because uh, I think... Kojima's kind of weird, um, but I'm I'm sure they're. Pro- That's an understatement. Yeah, I know. I'm sure they're great. Like I don't, I yeah. don't say that. Like I bet they're not any good. It's just uh, something that I've never really got around to. But well, uh, if you were going to play any of them, because it's I think canonically it might even be the first game in the series, right? Um, or chronologically, 
and canonically. Yeah. MGS3 set mm. during the, I think it's during the 60s or 70s, uh, kind of during the height of the Cold War. It's basically a Bond film right. as a game. It's got like a Bond theme and everything. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's so good. And uh, Sweet. if you play the HD version, you can actually play it uh, sort of with a with a camera that you can move around you rather than with the forced perspective. Oh, right. Which I think was in the original and then in the subsequent re-releases, they've added a, a camera that's actually movable and it plays way better like that. So, yeah, I, I would recommend that. But they're, they're, of course, there are going to be games that people people love and people hate and so let us know in the comments below if there are any games that that just got this huge critical acclaim and you you gave it a go and just thought i can't I don't it's get just it. not for me yeah. i can't do it um and we'll look forward to to hearing those responses hmm. peter yes i've uh, can you hear that rumbling at the distance i'm concerned because i'm so tiny and I feel like something big is is on the way. Oh, oh, Mike! It's it's over there in the corner of the room. Peter's reacting like he's scared. It's the biggest discussion I've ever seen. It's big. Ah, tiny Peter. Mm. In the face of such overwhelming odds, yeah. In the form of the biggest discussion I've ever seen. I don't think we've done a Look at one. It. It's all the way up there. Mm. Sort of like three Adam Pachitis tall. Wow. Which is the benchmark for big. Yeah, I mean one, office. even one is one Adam Pachiti is yeah. a, is a. In awe at the size of this lad. Yeah. What's today's topic? This is from Mike Bell, who I think has uh, messaged us before, mm-hmm. has, has submitted a question before. Mike Bell. Mike Bell. Uh, video game magazines, hyphen, how long do they have left? What Are a great you... headline. Whoever wrote that is, is surely very handsome. So you, a handsome man has written that, and underneath is, is Mike's question. Do you guys miss the heyday of video game magazines? Obviously, channels like yours are the evolution of them when it comes to reviews and news, etc. But do you miss uh, the thrill of grabbing that mag off the rack each month or popping through your letterbox through subscription. I used to love reading Total! Exclamation mark magazine <laughs> as a kid and seeing the screenshots of new NES, SNES and Game Boy games that were coming out and the speculation on the so-called Ultra 64. Mm. Even the times of the PlayStation demo disc have come and gone now. And if I want to see a fancy game, I can just jump on Twitch and watch a little. <laughs> well, you can watch me if you like. <laughs> what was your favourite bygone magazine? And if you could bring any magazine back... Which one? I love gaming magazines. Yeah. I haven't bought or read one for years and years and years and mm. years and years. But uh, I used to read uh, PSM3 almost exclusively. And I remember the first time I got it because I, I very rarely got gaming magazines before because it was sort of in that grungy period where hardcore wrestling was cool and right. like they would have girls in bikinis from video games on the front of their magazines or there'd be blood and like oh the most brutal game ever and it's kratos like holding his dick and like ripping a gorgon's head off or something and the back pages are filled with pornography yeah just like, so sex many sex lines, lines. Yeah, just loads and loads i of got them. bullied about that once did you yeah someone went through my bag and they saw that and they were like oh have you got a porn magazine which is like <laughs> the weirdest thing to like think oh uh, idiot porn uh, that's gross. weird you gross. like girls <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there was a lot of that kind of stuff mm. uh, but i remember there was it was psm2 magazine at the time mm. um did uh they 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 just did their first episode their first sorry their first see what i'm t- like episode. talking about the future of this stuff they did their first issue of psm3 magazine it had army of two on the front and I bought it, and I bought every subsequent edition of PSM3 magazine until they went out of business. No. Before the PS4 came out, I had um, letters, 
uh, like featured in there and oh, yeah. stuff like that. My friends did as well. I ended up making sort of a friend for life in my food technology class when we both discovered that we we read PSM3 magazine, mm-hmm. and I'm still friends with him now. That's Ben, by the way. Are you uh, doing a, a, a tautology calling it PSM3 magazine? That is, is it... what it's... It's not PS3 magazine. It's PSM3. PS... Is what PlayStation it's Magazine 3 Magazine is what it's called. Is basically, that what you're That's basically it, yeah. Okay. And... Um, that was from Future Publishing, mm. who did a lot of uh, gaming magazines and all sorts of magazines in the UK. And the vast majority of people who are working online now at IGN and GameSpot and many of many people who we've bumped into across our travels, yeah. uh, Pl- PlayStation Access as well, mm. they've all worked in magazines before branching out. And as a result, you know, magazines are really struggling. And that's not news. That's been the case for for the better part of a decade. Yeah, so it's they still. I mean, future's still going, isn't it? It's yeah. still it's, official PlayStation magazine still there. I think official Nintendo and Xbox are probably still there too. They had, used to have such such a big repertoire, I think, and now it's just slowly getting condensed down into a few sort of last last few champions remaining. Yeah. Um. My uh, my gamer uncle, who I also mm-hmm. mentioned as much as your your cousin yeah. on uh, this podcast, he has always been subscribed to a gaming magazine for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And he's had to change from from one to another as obviously as new generations have come out, but also yeah. as magazines have closed down. I think in the past two years, he's, he's been on maybe three different magazines. Really? Just keep like oh, going no. out of business. Uh, maybe not in, in maybe a longer time than that. But mm. uh, he's now on one that is a kind of multi, multi-format, multi multi-platform one. Okay. Uh, that I think is just called Game Magazine or oh, Gaming Magazine. Oh, yeah, Games magazine. TM, is it? Games? It might be Games. They've been going for a long time. They're yeah. sort of the video games. It is a bit Ooh. premium, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. been, they've always been like that. Whereas I, I always uh, sort of... Uh, better connected with magazines who are like cool blimey he's ripped his face oh, off yeah. <laughs> no, here's it, some stickers and he's some the sex same, numbers but I, I think he feels like th- this one probably has the best chance yeah, exactly. of surviving yeah literally <laughs> yeah like I that always I, I enjoyed that tone about them because I used to although I've never been subscribed to a magazine I used mm. to sometimes pick them up from the corner shop mainly for the demo disc more than anything else yeah um, or I would I would read it when I was over at my uncle's place but um that always kind of there was a sense of like it was just a bunch of guys and gals who kind of sit around. You kind of get the impression that they're they're writing it all from a living room somewhere where there's like consoles <laughs> set up in the corner, and there was that kind of tone of like oh rip his dick off or you know <laughs> like oh who's who's this ugly m m effer you know yeah yeah um, yeah and um, very brash yeah exactly but. I, yeah, I I really enjoyed all that that aspect to it. I tell you the other thing that I think is great about magazines uh, as as a kind of resource now mm. is that um, I am on the Spyro subreddit. Of course I am. Of course you are. What's your username on the Spyro subreddit? Well, it's all it's all just a, a Reddit. Is username. it the big red big red dragon? Uh, yeah, it's, it's four twenty purple giant purple dragon. Four hundred and twenty. Four hundred and twenty one, and. <laughs> Uh, someone posted something on there recently where um, there's a website that's been like archiving loads of magazines mm. um, in, into PDF format. And there was this really early article from Spyro 1 with screenshots from like a super early press build of the game. Really? That had loads of cut content in it. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because if yeah. you search like the internet for that, you search IGN or, or you know any other uh, online source, 
he doesn't go far back enough for that kind of thing. But no. uh, there was this photo of like the balloonist who's like a little guy with goggles on. He used to be this giant like Viking like horned helmet guy. Wow. He used to be a boatman instead of a balloonist because mm-hmm. um, you were going to get everywhere from from on on the water. And then later on, they added a world that set up a mountain and you can't arrive there on boat. So uh, they uh. had to turn it into a balloonist. But just things like that, you know, that's that's what I love about magazines now is that you can go back to old ones and see all kinds of old, old stuff that's not on the internet because the internet wasn't yeah. really around there well, as much. Even the stuff that's still on the internet from like two, you know, 10 years ago, mm. we find that all the time when we're putting lists together and we want trailer footage and things especially on YouTube, and I think this is partially YouTube's fault, is that videos just seem to get compressed more and more and more the longer yeah. they're on there. Uh, so trailers even from, you know, five years ago are 720p, they're not 1080p. Mm. Um, and any footage, like you want early footage, for example, of Borderlands when that was first showed off before it was cell shaded before yeah. they even went that direction. It's so low quality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you get a print media and this is a problem with physical print media obviously is that it's not a video yeah and you can't see it in in action but you can see you know as as high quality as you could possibly get at the time screenshots Mm. of that and speaking generally about print media and how that's going and stuff you know we've had prima games shut down last year that did all the strategy guides and we both own uh, we both ended up buying sort of in the last couple of years strategy guides for you know formula what's the term formative 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 games games for us so i've got strategy guide for uh pokemon yellow and uh pokemon crystal that's all beat up to hell now Mm. and you've got an original spyro i've got a spyro one and i keep shopping around for like beyond good and evil and uh Baldur's gate dark alliance and yeah and these things don't exist anymore and i'm not saying magazines are keepsakes for games necessarily but when you've got nuggets like that in there that Mm. you, you you mentioned yeah it's really important um but yeah, things things just change. You know, things change with the internet. Games lend themselves to being seen running, and yeah, uh, of course. that obviously, you know, we we are very much part of that new wave of of covering things. Um, I've got a note here about an, an anecdote that I've got from when I did work experience at Official PlayStation Magazine mm-hmm. a number of years ago, and uh, it was mad because. Sites like IGN were already one of the biggest websites on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, this was only like 2014, maybe. Right. And there was just one guy in his spare time outside of his regular duties running a blog for official PlayStation magazine. Mm-hmm. And I think they just ended up canceling that and right. just committing full time to the magazine in the end. But like that's that's the only resource that they had available to them to have an online presence, mm-hmm. apart from maybe a podcast as well. Like it's it's mad. I think these these guys and girls are doing the absolute best that they can. Mm. And as long as they've got the official tag on them, people are probably always going to buy them to an extent. Yeah. But it's difficult because you've got a review for a game that comes out, you know, the game comes out two days after your print date and you don't get a copy of the game until after your print date. You've got to wait an entire month to give your verdict on it. People aren't waiting for that anymore. People aren't relying on that anymore. Mm. And uh, it's, it's, it's difficult because I don't want to see him disappear completely. No. And the turnaround, I mean, even if it if, if it does arrive, you know, a couple of days before your print date, um, the turnaround on digital stuff, it can be hours sometimes. Like if if, if we get our, a code through, a pr- like a press code f- for a game, we could, if we wanted to, jump downstairs immediately, provided the we're past the embargo date, mm-hmm. and stream it just immediately, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you're in a magazine and your code comes through, you go, okay, well, I'll go play it. 
the magazine goes out in three days time mm-hmm. i'll just wait I'll, I'll write something up for that by the time that goes out everyone's already talking about it on twitter not just the professionals but yeah. like amateur gamers are just like posting their own clips online and saying hey look at this you know yeah i'm in the beta or whatever. i got my copy early look. yeah oh yeah exactly here, here i yeah. go yeah it's it's I don't know how much time they really have left because, again, this isn't news necessarily, but mm. it's just it's a nice point of reflection, I suppose, on how things used to be and how things still currently are to an extent. I yeah. haven't bought a magazine for a long time, and I don't know that I ever will unless I actively contribute to it and just want to hold on to yeah. it. Um, but, you know, these things these things are going to disappear at some point. They're just going to go. I don't know if official PlayStation magazine will then completely you know, turn into an online presence, but there's so much competition that they mm. wouldn't stand a chance. No, probably you know, not. They, they, even with the official tag, they would really struggle. That's where things like PlayStation Access have sort of stepped in mm. because they are an official PlayStation entity, but they provide coverage, they provide news, they provide exclusive content and stuff like that. That's sort of the natural evolution, I feel, of where magazines, at least official magazines, will probably go. Yeah. Is there to just just have a YouTube presence, yeah, and, and sort of take it from there, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame, but uh, that's just the, the way the world now. Same with just press and like printed media in general. Like, yeah. you know, it's never it's never going to totally disappear. But newspapers and stuff, uh, some of them are closing down now and going all online. Past, partly due to my own negligence, but I certainly saw a decline in people in my village subscribing to newspapers as I was their paper boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, yeah, mostly due yeah. to the fact that I didn't want to get out of bed or, like, uh, or do it. Uh, so their newspapers took ages to arrive. Yeah. But, you know, in the few years I did it, I went from about 40 newspapers to 20. So My parents used to get a daily paper. Now they just get the big Saturday bumper one. Yeah, uh, so the that's one that you could six issues. kill a man with. Exactly. Yeah. So that's six issues or five issues. I don't know if there's a Sunday one, but that's like five issues a week that they're not selling anymore. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. But let us know what you think in the comments below. Did you used to read any magazines uh, that, that got cancelled or closed down? Do you miss them? Do you still follow the original writers? Because I'm still mm. familiar with... Uh, the work of many people who I used to read regularly mm-hmm. and uh, and I've followed their careers as they've gone on to different things. And uh, yeah, let us know. What do you think? Do you reckon they're going to be around forever or do you think it's just going to, it's a matter of time now for those that, that remain? Mm. Let us know in the comments below. Peter. Yes. Where can people find us? We are Team Triple Jump almost everywhere on the internet that's worth being at. We are youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump, twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump, twitter.com, facebook.com, and patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. On Patreon, you can uh, give us your money (laughs) and you get rewards for it. Yes, you do. All kinds of tiers. You can submit questions for the podcast. At any tier. At any tier. We've got a uh, a Discord, which is bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. And on Patreon, if you uh, give us, give us a, I think that might be any tier as well, or it might be $5, you get to go into an exclusive mm. Patreon room. Yes. Um, and uh, the other way you can support us is by going to our website, which is triplej.mp. Forward, uh, well, and then if you go forward slash shop, you can support us by buying some lovely merchandise. Um, if you're watching on the video version, you can see him right now. Two of the many things available to you. Peter's wearing a swimsuit. I am and, wearing uh, the swim, the swim shoot. I'm wearing his flip flops. He's wearing a mug. Oh That's yes, all he's got on. A muge. Um, we 
Wish you a Merry Christmas. Wish you a Merry Christmas. The podcast you can access at plate.acast.com forward slash S forward slash triple jump. Mm-hmm. Good URL there, isn't it? Thank it's you, really Acast. Good. But we're also on loads of other places yes. as well, yes, like we Spotify are. and iTunes and mm. stuff. All the links below if you want to find those specifically. Yes. This Discord chat thing, I'm, I'd am i like to apologize to everyone just because we keep having to push it for various reasons. Yeah. Uh, I've been under the weather. Peter's been away. I'm going to be uh, away. Yeah. So we're going to, we are going to let you know as soon as we can do that. And we will still do two this month mm-hmm. uh, to make up for last month as well. So keep an eye out for that. And we'll let you know as soon as we have details. It's yeah. just uh, real life has been getting in the way recently. And uh, hopefully that's not affecting our uh, output too much. But if you see a slight dip in either streams or... Uh, videos that will go out uh, then then just know that there's there's just some stuff going on yeah. that, we're, that we're sorting out but things will return to normal very soon and as much as anything else there's always a, a bit of a delay knock-on effect to these so even like we can you can be back in the office but it's like oh when we weren't in the office last week we didn't film x y and z so therefore this week there's, even though we're back we've got a, we've got a deficit to exactly make up. Yeah. but exciting news for people obviously uh, a lot of people will already be a rare, a rare? A lot of people will already be aware that we've got a a few writers on board now helping Mm. us out. We've got uh, James and Ben and Philip who are are working uh, from home helping us write some scripts for lists and things. Um, We've got some freelance video editors now that are going to be starting very soon to help out um, with our our list content that goes out twice a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hopefully that will free up, you know, all of this will free up time for Peter and I to do uh, some more diverse things and start introducing some more, uh, some new shows and some old shows that you may remember as well. Uh, We're in the early stages of looking at that because you know people are getting set to to begin uh freelance stuff for us so mm. we're not ready to to commit to that yet but just know that that is on the horizon yeah um and uh we've also got uh, one of them james he's mm. going to be starting in the office yeah full uh, time really soon so there's going to be uh, a third man to to help full time with us uh with with video editing and script writing which is just going to be you know a load of because we've been doing all of this by ourselves so mm. far just the two of us and we've just about been keeping our heads above water uh but this will this will make a huge difference and will allow us to as we said just diversify uh what we're giving to you guys on a weekly basis so i hope you're welcome james in the way we hope and expect that you will yes absolutely um he he may he may pop up from time to time in mm. video form but he's He's going to be a very busy... We're going to make him edit so much stuff. Yeah, he's going to be miserable. <laughs> going to be our whipping boy. Move up here, James. Go on. Go on. Here's 25 lists for you to edit. Oh. I thought you were going to say 25,000 pounds. Oh, like, what? That's, that's not a bad... Uh, yeah, pretty I'd bad take, starting wage. I'd take that salary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we do lists every Tuesday and Thursday. We stream Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 3 p.m. BST. Mm-hmm. Worst games ever is fortnightly, and it's on Friday for patrons of a certain tier, but Sunday for everyone else. It's early, but not gated. Yes. But, um, and the podcast that you're listening to right now comes out on Saturdays every single week. Yep. And uh, Barbie Explorer was last week's worst game ever, and there'll be another worst games episode next week. Mm. So look forward to that. Peter, thank you for doing the radio with me today. Thank you for doing the papers for the radio as you do every week. It makes it very easy. Pleasure. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Check us out on all of the links below and uh, let us know your thoughts on our various topics of discussion in the comments and also tweet us at Team Triple Jump Mm. for interaction maybe if we check it, which we do sometimes. Home time. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, do that. Bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.